Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Scott Watley, and we appreciate you being with us. Here we are at the end of July and uh, getting closer to our big game hunting season. But uh, we literally just returned um, a little after midnight last night uh, from Yes Bay Lodge, which is 50 miles north of Ketchikan, and uh, had a terrific, terrific trip. And uh, we're going to kick off today's show with a little bit about that, and glad to have in studio a gentleman that went with us, uh, Tim Bessie. So, Tim, not much sleep last night, man, but thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. And also on the phone, no stranger to our show over the last several years, Alan Schaffner. Alan is the owner of Lone Star Hunts, and uh, Alan lives down in Wichita Falls, Texas, and uh, Alan was on our trip as well. And uh, Mr. Schaffner, how are you, sir? I'm kind of weary-eyed, but I'm I'm here. Uh, man, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. When I got up and saw that fog this morning a little bit, when I got up early, I was like, man, where's that sun we had in Ketchikan? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Alan, this is something, and uh, just a real quick note, the International Sportsman's X will be coming in January, and uh, Alan will be here for that with Lone Star Hunt. So if you're looking for a great hog hunt, we'll talk about that in a minute. But our friends from Yes Bay Lodge will be here. Now, Ryan and Nikki, uh, we'll just go ahead and congratulate them right now. They're going to be having a new baby girl uh, join their family in November. So Kevin Hack, Nikki's father, is going to be coming here for the International Sportsman's Expo. And real quick, we worked out a terrific deal to promote on the show. Show. And uh, if you go to their website, yesbay.com, you're going to see a price of $29.95, and that is for four nights, three days of fishing. And our Sportsman of Colorado special that we'll be promoting now to the IFC is $29.95, but they're going to throw in an extra day for us. So it'll be five nights and four days of fishing, and um, all inclusive. And um, with your uh, fishing uh, guide, all those type of things, but just a great place. So, Alan and Tim, man, um, <laughs> it's going to be hard to cram all we probably want to say in here. But, Alan, let's we'll start with you. I mean, this is something you said, hey, man, Scott, I'd always dreamed about going to Alaska. So tell us just a little bit about the, the, the planning for this a little bit and then just a few things about Yes Bay you'd like to say. Uh, we've been planning this for about six, eight months now. I mean, I know that you've got to get in a little early. You know, they, they book up pretty fast. So we've been planning about eight months. Yeah. Maybe just a wee bit longer than that. But, I mean, you talk about I, – I can't even describe how I feel today versus what I did a week ago. You know, from the time we stepped off the American Airlines – and the Yes Bay people picked us up in Ketchikan in one of these little old uh, uh, pontoon planes. <laughs> Took us out about 50 miles uh, from Ketchikan out to Yes Bay Lodge, dropped us off at, at the lodge. And I mean, I just, I, you can't, you, I can't explain it. I mean, I just feel so much better. Um, and uh, I mean, they treated us like kings. Yeah. And, you know, it's something just, um, I mean, most of us are pretty busy every day. And, boy, just so busy to be caught up and to just sit out there on the deck and um, 
man, look at almost like a postcard scene. If you'll go to our well, Facebook page, Sportsman of Colorado Radio, you'll see some photos we put there of all of us and a lot of different things. But, Tim, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Oh, it was the best fishing experience of my life. It, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've fished in Colorado uh, most of my life, and it's, you know, trout are great, but uh, the uh, I'm catching seven different types of fish. <laughs> yeah, in like a day. A Dude, day. you caught everything. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, Tim it was caught, amazing. Tim caught a uh, king one day, which we had to put back. Yes. Government regulations. Yeah. We're going to do a show on that. Um, caught a silver, caught his pink. Uh, caught your rockfish. Yeah. Flounder. Flounder. Uh, and I caught the uh, um, halibut. Halibut. A small right. halibut. Right. <laughs> I've got that another day. halibut story, too. Right. <laughs> and uh, But just awesome. And so, um, Alan, I mean, you know, you're in the service industry, too, when you have people come and hunt with you there at Lone Star Hunts. Uh, what are a few of the things that just stood out to you a little bit there, you know, once you're there and just how they wait on you hand and foot, so to speak? That, that's true. I mean, they did. I mean, they. I mean, the, everybody was just as nice as they could be. I mean, and, and uh, even the guests were just a laid-back group of people that there. There's about twenty, about twenty-five other people there at the lodge while we're there and going out fishing every day. And uh, I mean, they just treated you great. I mean, you you were relaxed. It was low stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our temperature. Uh, it was a little bit warmer than it normally is. I think we got up probably mid-70s, 80s during the daytime, and that was, they're saying that was highly unusual. Um, but we had great fishing weather, great fishing weather, you know, and, and everybody just treated us, I mean, treated us great. Yeah. And, Tim, uh, I mean, you fished, like say, here in Colorado, but uh, um, guides and all, I mean, man, just oh. really – help you out a lot and you know um yeah they certainly uh, did we had uh, two guides um and their one's nickname was snapper and <laughs> he was quite the character he talked and talked and talked but it uh during the times where we weren't catching fish it made the time go by but that he didn't have to talk a lot let me tell you right. we were catching fish left and right and um so we know they're they're wonderful people and they teach you how to uh fish for the or the different things that you're looking for if you're gonna go for halibut you know you just drop it down 500 feet <laughs> yeah 500 feet yeah no kidding. and then uh just trolled for the salmon and stuff it was it was wonderful it was great yeah and um alan i mean when you um think about something to do you know with a family a group of guys uh husband and wife um uh, i mean they're setting their you cannot beat for no matter what you want to do that occasion for. Well, I mean, this trip, I mean, my wife would have liked this trip because it was low-key. She's pretty, <laughs> let's go here, let's go there, and all that. I mean, but I'm the one that I like to rest. I, I don't like to be pressured on, on you know, traveling around, and, and which we were on the schedule every day, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, once we got out on the boat, it was, you know, we'll do what you want to do. You know, which we fished all day. We fished from eight o'clock in the morning to four four thirty in the evening. Mm-hmm. Which we had we had the option of going in at lunch, but we we decided not to. A whole group crew of us. There was four of us out there. You know, uh, you, uh, Tim, and um, uh, Dennis. Right. But uh, it, we 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 elected to stay out and fish all day, and uh, and so you know. I got to relax. I got to turn off. That's mm-hmm. that's the main thing. 
Right. And, uh, you know, now there was limited cell phone service, and uh, they had it. You had to be right. Limited Internet. But that that was the best part of it. After the first <laughs> yeah. day, after yeah. I kind of got, got rid of the withdrawal of not having my cell phone available to me, that was the, one of the better parts of it. Yep. Uh, because I could unplug. Sure. No, absolutely. Okay, I, I, we do want to talk about Lone Star Hunts here in a minute, and, um, you know, your package is there. But um, before we forget, uh, we pulled up to do some bottom fishing, and uh, yeah, Al, yeah, Alan yeah, yeah, got yeah, to asking yeah. our guide, uh, what was the strangest thing anyone ever caught? And the guy was going through a few stories. They'd, they'd even caught a fishing net, a dip net that someone had lost. And uh, and Alan said, well, is, you know, he said, now, before we go here, Scott, he goes, whoever... Okay, Okay. <laughs> All right. You tell the story. It's story. All right. It's my story now. Okay. Said, we were sitting there talking, and we were deciding we were going to fish for a rockfish. And, um, and he set up a jig that had uh, had two hooks on it, one about two foot tall, higher than the other, and then the bottom weight that you drop down the water about 300, 350 feet to the bottom of the ocean. And it was the, the, a great line that you could just bounce that that, that way up and down the top of the ocean, on the bottom of the ocean, and you could feel it. You could feel it hit the bottom of the ocean, and you knew exactly. So I said, you know, what, you know, have you, since we had two hooks on there, I said, have you ever uh, caught two fish on on one, you know, at one time? He said, oh, that's pretty rare. So we're fixing the whiskey and set up. I, I, I'm kind of a little bit of a gambler. And I said, Scott, me and Scott, we're in the boat together. I said, Scott, whoever catches the first fish is the best fisherman in the world. <laughs> the first fish that, you know, comes in. So we got, then I was racing down there to drop that line in the water. And I was, boy, I was bouncing that thing up on top of the, on top of the ocean, on the bottom of the ocean floor, just feeling it. And I felt a little nibble. Then all of a sudden, the biggest commotion started going on the other side of the boat. And it was Scott, you, reeling in to, from 350 feet down. I thought, oh, man, come on. So as he was reeling up, I was still trying to fish there on the bottom. And uh, he pulls it out of the water and has two, <laughs> not one, but two rockfish on the, on the hook. Oh, man, i tell you what. I just, I, so to be clear, who's the best fisherman in all the world? Oh, I, I guess God Watley <laughs> is the best fisherman in the world. <laughs> uh, that's hard for me to say. But that was our little bet that I had to say he was the best fisherman. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, yes bay, is, yes, bay is the best fishing place to go to. No, I'm telling you, it really is. And Ryan and Nikki and... And like I say, the staff all the way from um, young ladies that waited on our tables to the young lady that checks you in to, um, I mean, just everywhere. It is. You didn't, uh, you didn't talk about the gourmet food we ate. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, the first night, uh, Nikki does a macadamia nut crusted halibut, uh, which is to die for. And, um, and then the second night, we had a sterling, um, I mean, a silver salmon. Um, meal, and then the next night got into some Texas food. There we had a nice fillet with some crab on it. Charlie's over there foaming at the mouth here, my producer. <laughs> and um, and then uh, the next night was halibut again, 
but it was prepared a little bit different way. And then bread pudding and all the desserts, all the different things there. Uh, man, Tim. Yeah, oh, it was wonderful. It was, it was absolutely great. Um, I, I tell you, the, that uh, halibut we had the first night, that was, that was really wonderful. That was <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Plus, they had the hors d'oeuvres beforehand. And oh, yeah. I mean, nothing man. to laugh about. It, or, Alan, you know. what about that calamari there at Yes Bay? Yeah. That is the best calamari I've ever eaten. Yeah. I'm not too fond of calamari, but I mean, that one's good. Yeah. Uh, and it, 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 what the deal is, all that stuff is fresh. Yeah. I mean, we right. got crab. We, we fish, we put out boxes or, or cages for crab and shrimp, and we had them in the ocean, and within two hours, we were eating. That's how fresh the crab and, fresh and the shrimp were. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, we ate what we caught on, on, on the uh, crab stuff, on the shrimp. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, yesbay.com, check it out. Once again, our special for Sportsman of Colorado is $29.95. That is five nights, four days. It's probably going to run you somewhere uh, between six, seven hundred bucks round trip. Delta flies there. Um, American Airlines, uh, these guys did. Uh, of course, um, Alaska Airlines, so you can check out the airlines. But if you get a hold of them, mention Sportsman Colorado, and that's the only place you will get this uh, price for five nights and four days. And uh, yesbay.com just mentioned our show. Well, Alan, real quick here, uh, Lone Star Hunts, uh, great hog hunting. And um, what kind of openings you got? You may not have your calendar in front of you because I know you really literally just walked through the door. Uh, I did not, walk through the door. Yes, but uh, you got a couple of slots maybe here between now and the end of the year, people interested in hog hunts. We're gearing up to start hog hunting the 1st of October, and uh, I think i got a couple, maybe one spot in October yet available, and some in December okay. yet. Uh, it's a two-day hog hunt with three nights lodging, and uh, like about three or four or five guys to come up, and I mean, I'll guarantee you're going to see hogs. The only way I can guarantee you're going to kill them is if you let me shoot them. <laughs> but uh, nobody has, you know, nobody's let me shoot them before. Exactly. Yeah. I can't put that out there, but, I mean, you're going to go home with hogs. Yeah. You can hit them. We're going to see them. I mean, it's a daytime hunt, and, uh, you know, it, you know, it, it, we you got got two options. got my cabin package, which you furnish your own food there, or, or you stay in the ranch house, and we furnish the food for you. And uh, we got a great staff, too. Our staff is a little bit smaller than the Yes Bay people, but uh, we got a great crew. Uh, guides and and, uh, and just you know we take try to treat you, you know try to treat you how I want to be treated when I go up, go go to a place sure. and go hunting or fishing just like we just got to. Absolutely. And just as much as we talk about Yes Bay, uh, Tay, I absolutely give uh, uh, Alan and Lone Star Hunts a, a ringing endorsement. We've hunted there several times. We hunted there in March. We're going back in December this year. And uh, if you'd like to uh, get with Alan, mention our show, Alan will add an extra hog to your package, uh, his normal package, and that'll be 100 pounds or less, good meat hog. You can go to LoneStarHunts.com or you can call Alan at 940 940- Six three six one nine nine zero nine four zero six three six one nine nine zero, and he'll get you fixed up. And again, Alan will be here in January for the ISC. Well, guys, we're going to get this uh, back on again about Yes Bay here closer uh, next month or so as we get closer to the ISC show. We'll get Dennis come in studio and get Alan back on the phone and kind of go through this thing a little bit more. But uh, first of all, thank you guys for going and had a great time, Tim. It was nice oh, to meet you. Well, nice and, to meet uh, you too. I, I imagine we'll be doing some other things yeah, together here. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and real quick, yeah. 
Scott, thank you for putting this together. Yeah. I mean, it was a great trip, and, and uh, I greatly appreciate it. Well, man, it was awesome, and uh, we have we just had a terrific, terrific time. And so, again, the International Sports Festival will be in January. We'll be talking more about that as we get closer. Quick programming note, August 18th, we will be live at Green Mountain Guns in Lakewood. That's at 3355 South Yarrow Street, and that's August 18th from 1 to 2. We'll be live there with our show. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, um, now last week Lisa Thompson, Donnell Johnson were in studio, and uh, we ran a little bit over on some segments. So coming up are some segments with them, talk a little bit more about our big game hunting. And then also just about some things we really don't think a lot about, but we were talking about uh, the other critters out there and ticks and different Mm -hmm. things to be careful for when you're out in the outdoors. So uh, stay tuned for that, and the ladies from Hunt Datto will join us. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. You were injured in an accident. You went to the doctor, and you thought your insurance would cover it. But that was before you realized how the insurance company actually works. And before you knew how long your pain would really last. So now you're stuck with a bunch of bills that you can't afford. And the nagging pain has been keeping you up all night, making you feel like you're going to lose your mind every day. You are not alone. There is an answer. Call Flesh and Beck Injury Attorneys. Flesh and Beck have the experience and the knowledge to navigate the complicated maze created by the insurance companies designed to minimize your claim. They will answer all of your questions and help you to determine if you are entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. If you've been injured in an accident, call Flesh and Beck Injury Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation to find out if Flesh and Beck can help you get the compensation that you deserve. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Now, many times you hear your radio host like me say something like, let me tell you about my friends at... Then we'll talk about a sponsor that we truly believe in and endorse. Well, in this case, let me tell you about a company that really is part of my family, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. For over 13 years, we have trusted our furry family members to this wonderful staff. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. And their goal is to help you keep your pets happy and healthy throughout their life by providing complete pet care services every day. All at one location. We love the Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center boarding lodge, and your pet will too. Your pet will receive one-on-one care and attention throughout their stay. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Check them out. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, located at 8681 Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. 303-708-8050. 303-708-8050. Or check them out online at LoneTreeVet.com. Hi, this is Kevin Trisna, owner of M4 Roofing and Gutters. Since 2004, it's been our mission to provide the highest quality of service and trust to every customer we serve. M4 Roofing and Gutters is a family-owned and operated company right here in Englewood, Colorado. At M4 Roofing and Gutters, quality customer service is our top priority. For a free inspection and estimate for your roofing project, Call today, 303-797-8600. That's 303-797-8600. Or visit us online at m4roofing.com. M4 Roofing and Gutters is an A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau and haystackhelp.com. 
This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. We are doing a little pre-taping here for our next couple of shows for Sportsman of Colorado because we wanted to have the opportunity to have Donnell Johnson and Lisa Thompson with us. They are from Hunt Data. Um, little Nature by Carlton. Um, boy, what are all some of the other things you guys are with? Ruthen Oak, uh, Cabela's slash Bass Pro are merged. Um, right. So she started with Cabela's. I'm with Bass Pro. So we both have pro staff cards with both on it. Um, we're with Ferrandine Outdoors. Which is Nocturnal, Muzzy, all those. Ferrandine has all those um, companies underneath them. And then we're with PSC. And I just met uh, Pete Shipley, the the maker of PSC yesterday. Oh, wow. What cool. a cool blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, again, they were with us last week, so I wanted to hold them over a little bit because we wanted to still touch on a few other things here. And we ended the last show uh, last week about talking about some calls. And again, this is Native by Carlton with Wayne Carlton. And uh, uh, these ladies were kind enough to introduce us to Wayne last year at the International Sportsman's Expo. And by the way, just a, a note, the International Sportsman's Expo this year is going to be later in January. Did is you it? guys see no, that? I didn't it's, see it's, that. It's the last week in January. That's what it used to be. It's over my daughter's okay, birthday. So yeah. uh, a little note there. And then uh, are you guys planning on doing a show in Colorado Springs again? Yes, we did? the RJI yeah. promotions. Yeah, RJ, so yeah we're I think be we'll be that. speakers down there again. Yeah, good. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Well, again, you guys were just with Wayne Carlton, and uh, what a great guy. Man. The, the man's a, uh, he's amazing. We we were on a turkey hunting with him this year. We're using all these new, these diaphragms work as an elk call. They work as a turkey call. And he over and over says he learned everything from turkeys. I mean, it taught him how to, how to hunt for elk. And there, we always call um, turkey miniature elk hunting. So it's a lot of fun. You sure. do a lot of calls. He's sitting there doing a cow call, and then he'll turn around, do a bugle, do a goose call, do a predator call, all with this one rip it diaphragm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. So, anyway, we're on the hunt, and he's got this new device over there. Well, what do you got over there? I'm playing around with this new call. I'm like, do you ever stop? <laughs> he's just the most innovative. Well, he's kind of tweaking He's things, the yeah. most innovative man in, in terms of calls that I've ever met. So for people just getting into calls, and since we have the advantage of Facebook Live, let's kind of go through of just even some of the names of these, the types of calls that you've got. Because uh, I think sometimes we kind of think, oh, we talk about a, a bugle tube, and people are going like, what's that? You know, so let's talk through some of these that you've got today. Right. So I have the Rippet. These are both Rippet. He, he puts different um, latex on them. Um, so they're, they're more hardy than the old canvas that kind of start to fray after a while. It's amazing, though, how many times we talk to people, and they still have the original blue call he made. His calls have always been incredibly sturdy. Right. When I've used other competitors that haven't held up as well. Maybe it's my saliva. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I really like these Rippets, what he's done with the top of the diaphragm, the way the air blows over the top. So 
it goes in the roof of your mouth. Um, some people, if you have a smaller mouth, I, a lot of people say, well, I gag. I used to, but I've messed around with it so much, I've kind of pushed through it. But you can even clip the, the corners of that so it, it, it rides right in the diaphragm of your mouth. But you just put it in like a horseshoe. Um. <laughs> It's all with one. Yeah. Pretty cool. And then he's got the green weenie with if you if you just can't do this. And and we have a Lisa and I have a array of things. I've got a lot going on. I even like the custom call she has here with uh they've got a new lanyard where you can hang this out to the side so they don't click because that's that is a challenge you can have when your call's yep. hitting it. And it literally can be something that simple. You have to remember you're dealing with an animal that has complete silence. It's it's in their best interest to pay attention, to, to smell, um, you know, sound, all of those things. So any little thing. I mean, we've had turkey before releases literally just pushed to safety, and you would have thought an explosion went off and the turkeys, you know, flew. So you have to pay attention. So there's some things I'll do where I might put something around it or his new uh, lanyard uh, hangs the calls out nice, but this is a, it's called the green weenie. It's vented and, and you still have your, your rubber uh, ring here, O-ring. But um, what's nice about being vented, what happens when you call a lot? It's condensation. You're blowing, you know, steamy saliva into there or your steamy air, not, and, but it builds up saliva. Right. So what's nice is when that wind's passing through, it's drying, you know, if you're not calling all the time. Um, so that's that's really nice, and he sells that one I think for twenty. Yeah, and I mean that, they're very. <laughs> this one's super economical, and doing a calf call with this, Angela, we got her uh, that cow elk in January. Mm -hmm. um, I I put Ella on the. Um, I put her on the horizon so that so the herd was on another landowner. Um, Lisa and I had gone into that same land, that landowner, the, not that landowner, but the, the land we were hunting the, the week before. We're doing all the calls. Nothing's going on. So I go back the next week with Angela. I got her her first cow, uh, cow out. But we, I put her on the horizon, and then I did a lost calf, kind of. It's a little more high pitch. And if you've ever seen a lost calf uh, in the forest, they cry. Yeah. And I always love it when people go, are they talking? I'm like, <laughs> they talk, right? And I think what people are asking is, are they an estrus? Sure. But they always talk. And and Wayne, you know, like even when he called Lisa and, and him called my bull in, he did an extreme cow call. So, again, if they go to huntingdivas.com, we have that video footage of that. We have a video footage of when Lisa and I were calling for Zach. The minute he shot, we started doing extreme cow calls. She's got this, she's got the green weenie. I've got a diaphragm in. And we're both, you know, we're all calling. And that bull comes in. The other cow stays there. They're very, very, vo they are very vocal um, animals. Right. So Now, on this... You've got your band here with different types of groups. So what's the what are you getting difference as you move that? Is it will be a, a higher pitch, lower pitch or like even on Lisa's custom call there, she didn't even have a no ring on it. So some people will actually take it all the way off so you can actually right. It came with it. We just didn't put it on. Right. I can kind of roll my finger and Right. And or I tend to what I tend to do more is to roll it within my lips, so I'm pushing forward. That's more of an estrus cow, right? a long, short, long. And, you know, that's what's fun about Lisa and I together. Um, she'll have a little more vibrato than me. Um, when I first learned to call, the guy that did it was really just straight. That's how I started. I started hunting with her. She has a lot more vibrato. Go ahead and give it.
So if it, so if it was quiet in the woods before you guys show up, you're going to be hearing some things, right? You know what I say all the time? I'm quite sure I've messed up a lot of hunts, but I've also created, we've yep. also created a lot of hunts. Um, and, and a lot of guys are like, well, you scared something, but I'm looking for the big aggressive bull, so I don't care. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know, I've, I've had my very, 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 very first elk, 2003, um, when I first started hunting, um, Dave was like, you know, I don't really want you shooting a bull until you can prove you can shoot a deer. So I had a deer tag for, you know, 444. I go up there and I am bumping elk every morning. And I had a cow call I was playing around with because I'd learned to call. And I'm calling all these elk in and I said, I want to shoot a bull. So I came down and got an over-the-counter tag. I was so confident. I grabbed my 18-year-old nephew because I was confident I was going to get one. Sure enough, I did. I called in a four by four. He jumped the string on me. We were videoing and my bow was so loud and it was such a steep shot. He had, he was able to drop his shoulder. You could, you could follow the arc of the, of the arrow. Like I would have hit him if he wouldn't have. And when they go to run their whole body clenches and they'll drop their shoulder down right. and they can, that's what's called jumping the string. They can jump the string on you if you have a really loud bow. Fast forward to two years ago that I, I said on the one segment last week um, where I missed a cow. I had a GoPro on. I shot, I had a brand new carbon air, um, but I used my uh, quiver from my last bow. I didn't, you know, when I'm out shooting targets, this mm-hmm. is the thing that I would encourage. In fact, Wayne, on his footage, if you go to our Facebook, you can see it. He had a, he missed one. He got, what do you call him? The big, big bull. I don't know. But he missed it because I'll, of his I'll face mask. I watched that on the video last he, week. So when he pulled back, his string got caught in his, on face, his face mask. mask. And so then he couldn't see because the face mask over his eye. That's a commercial for Serena and her camo paint, yeah. nature's paint. But um, no, so, and Lisa and I are pretty big on, we usually paint our face because then I just have to deal with all that. But um, he's really good about having that netting on. Right. But he, when he pulled back, it pulled over his eye and he, he missed. He couldn't see. And so the thing that I would encourage people, if you're an archery hunter, whatever hunter you are, usually you go shoot at some static range you're not in your actual gear you're wearing lisa and i talk talk about like uh, when you're bow hunting like if you got a jacket on what you have to do we just either tape our 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 arm or we have a um what do they call i can't even think of it an arm protector sure because what happens a lot is you don't practice with that when you're out there practicing and then you get in a tree stand or whatever you have a big jacket on and the string will hit your jacket and you'll miss your animal your animal I want to get you guys out. Do you know about the new range that opened in Highlands Ranch backcountry? I do not. Okay. I do not. Right off Santa Fe, Highway 85, uh, there's a law enforcement shooting center um, before you get to Levere's and okay. before you get to Sedalia. But the Highlands Ranch backcountry just opened a new uh, range. It's 10, I believe, to 70 yards with just oh, regular cool. range. Super and then cool. a 28 station, one mile, 3D no course. No way. Oh, that'd be great. And it's unbelievable. Are they so, open every day? Or? Um, just right down Santa Fe, okay. uh, off of C-470. Right. And um, like you're going towards Sedalia and Castle Rock on Highway. And, and you'll see a sign for a law enforcement uh, training center. Okay. Make a left right there, and then you'll see the parking lot, and then, and I mean, it is so cool. cool. So I'd love, to, we, we ought to go out yeah. there and let's I'll, do walk it. you out to do it, and then, uh, yeah, let's wager a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just write you a check now. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, really, really cool. And, uh, if you live in Highlands Ranch, um, you know, there's some little bit deducted, but I mean, it's just a few dollars, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and that's there. the thing that we encourage people. It's like, you know what, get out in the field and, and don't, if you just shoot at a static mm-hmm. range and you're not wearing the gear you're going to wear, wear say, the this boots. is a one-mile course in, that's a, awesome. in a natural setting. That's I mean, awesome. With, uh, and, so it's going to be cool. And what's the number one thing that you say that people get defeated by when they go in the backcountry? Their shoes. Oh, just not having the right shoes and getting blisters and then they're done hunting. 
So, so they buy these brand new boots. They maybe wear them around the house for five minutes, and then they go hike three miles, and they're toast because they've ruined their feet, and they don't feel like going out anymore. So go to this course, right. wear your boots, you know, or actually go hiking with your boots. You know, sure. break them in. But a lot of guys, we've seen that as the biggest showstopper because they spent all this money. They got the even a non-resident tag. They, you know, they've got all the ammo, everything, fill in the blank, and their shoes, they just are miserable. They don't want to go out. Right. Now, last week we showed this, but let's show the small tube you have there. Yeah. So. Now, is this relatively new for Wayne? Or you know, has this one been it, out a while? He's had it before, but I think he just brought it back again. Okay. I mean, he reinvents himself all the time. It's probably just got a new camo. <laughs> Or this is the bigger one. But I tell you, for something easy, throwing your backpack, because I was watching the video you were doing live last night. I mean, he blew man, just real quick. Yeah. Because right? you need to get some action there exactly. real quick. Yeah. And, and that's, honestly, for years, I, I love more the read call. Mm -hmm. I'm just more um, into that. And, uh, and, and so, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but what, what I finally have been able to do is, um, is go to a diaphragm call. And, and again, I was like everybody else that gagged me, but I'm like, I've got to do this because I've got to be able to be on full draw. And that's one of the things he even talked about last night. Um, that bull, you, you, you may just give up. He comes in. You don't have quite the shot, so you may move around and go, oh, that was it because he walked off. So many times he called it back in. And I did that with my son-in-law last year. Um, he, his first shot it wasn't a good shot, and, and that's in a whole other story. But I just threw my decoy up in the air. I just started. And I just threw out a really, and then I started doing some cow calls again, and that bull come all the way back, and he got another shot. And, and a lot of people just think it's over, but calling can, especially when they start to get in rut, sure. especially. What do you guys think the fires, real quick before a break, what do you think the fires are going to do to our state and mm, hunting? Y'all heard any kind of reports? But I haven't been here to know, but I know the state is on fire. And, <laughs> you know, they're going to close the national forests. Um, they have down south by Durango and Creed and Lake City and all that. But, you know, um, you got a month to turn in your tag. If you drew a tag and this isn't the year, um, some people will tell you it, we've had such a dry winter that the antler growth isn't going to be that good. So... You know, you might want to think about that. You have 30 days um, to turn it in, and um, otherwise you wait it out and just, I meant the elk will come back in when the fires are out. I just don't know how long they'll let them burn. Some they're just going to let burn, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one, once they do come back in, they love that new grass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love, love, love. Fireplaces, our fires are the best place, yeah. Okay. Oh, we've got a caller on the screen. Okay. Jim on Facebook Live. How are you? Outstanding. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. How can we help you? Well, I have a question for that lovely lady, Mrs. Thompson, over there. Um, Lisa, I know where you grew up, and you had a. Uh, I know where you went to high school, and you had a uh, stud locker partner for years in high school. Hi, Jimmy. And, <laughs> hi. <laughs> when did you? When did you get into hunting? I know in high school, I mean, you were busy with, with basketball year-round. Where in the world did you get to be so accomplished, and how did you find the time? 
Well, I definitely found the time after um, high school and college basketball because I obviously didn't have time, as you know. But I grew up, Jimmy, in Montana, as you recall, and I grew up in a hunting family. My uh, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, my dad, my mom. And it was a way of life in Montana. So when I when you saw me as a sophomore at Golden, um, I those were my roots, but I just couldn't do it because of my schedule. I had to kind of pick between hunting and did I want to try to get a Division One basketball scholarship? And as you know, that's where my heart was at the time. So I went after a Division One basketball scholarship. But um, being accomplished, um, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd ever tell you I'm an accomplished hunter, but I definitely She's strive. Just being humble. <laughs> I definitely strive to um, help other people and um, and uh, get people out there in the in the wild and and chase their wild. So I miss you, man. I'd love to see you. Oh, I miss you too, and I, I follow you all the time with your hunts, and and it's very cool, and I'm glad you're doing well, and it's great to talk to you. Hey, thanks, and we'll get together hopefully soon. Congratulations right. on your new bride, by the way. Oh, it's coming up. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh-huh, bye-bye. <laughs> all right, Jimmy. Thank you very much. See ya. You know what is cool, how we all get started? Everybody's different. I mean, I would have to say most people I know, you know, a parent, aunt, uncle, something like that got them started as a kid which um brings me to the point of something you guys do with step up step out mm-hmm. so let's take a minute and talk about that yeah we have a new nonprofit, um and we took 12 women and children out on turkey hunts this year got some poison ivy which will segue to something yes. else we'd like to talk about um but we just are all about trying to get people in the outdoors our new hashtag which is brand new is going to be find your wild we're going to be working with international the isc show and and john kirk on that and we're going to be uh, trying to get that to go viral um because we're asking people to find their wild that may or may not be uh, hunting it might be fishing it might be photography it might be hiking and we got angela our friend that loves 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 to hike and and go in the back country and take her big uh, black lab with her but um just find your wild get off the couch disconnect i think our world is over connected at the moment uh, you go on facebook and you you read things you're like you need to get away <laughs> i think you need some quiet time sure. right because people are just i think their anger buttons and their hot points are just worse than they've ever been and i think getting away from it all and unplugging is is something that really helps us find our center and who we are and um and i just truly that's our passion is to get people in the outdoors to get them excited about it they don't have to call or maybe they want to call i'm a musician so i mm-hmm. fell in love with all of these um toys and calls and diaphragms and um and and i absolutely love it you know and i've even said i i videoed i actually flew out last week to phoenix to video a one arizona tag and i had i had no skin in the game i just i wanted to see a big arizona bull and i wanted to video it you know so it was fun well cool you're listening to sports from colorado we're doing a little pre-taping for an upcoming show but we had the opportunity to have donna and lisa come in and uh talk about a few things when we come back our next segment we're going to talk about something that um it's happened to a lot of people, and uh, maybe we can help you from having it. But uh, if you listen to the show, uh, I was in Montana late April on a uh, turkey hunt and came back uh, with a tick on me, one tick, and uh, a week later Powerful found out tick. I had Rocky Mountain spotted fever. And I was bringing that up to uh, Donna and Lisa, and uh, they were talking about some of the things that they've been into, poison ivy, different things. So when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of segment there about just health being healthy being safe out and maybe some things that can help you uh, stay protected while you're in the outdoors so you're listening to sportsman colorado we'll be right back if you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing we've got you covered 
Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait, firearms, and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is proud of their 45 years of HVAC service to Littleton, Highlands Ranch, and Denver metro area. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is your Lennox and Carrier expert heating and air conditioning contractor. They are proud to offer the finest heating, air conditioning, and indoor air quality products with prompt and professional customer service and satisfaction. Call today and mention Haystack Help Radio and save $25 off any repairs or $100 off your furnace installation. Call 303-798-3880. That's 303-798-3880 for your appointment today. Littleton Heating and Air, A-plus members of the Better Business Bureau and official Haystack Help registered company. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy, up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, we are doing a little pre-taping for an upcoming show, and I had the opportunity for Lisa Thompson and Donnell Johnson to join us in studio, so doing a little Facebook Live here as well. And uh, we'll give out our number, 303-477-5600. If you've got any questions while we're uh, taping this, we will be glad to answer your questions. But uh, said before the break, um, 
I got Rocky Mountain spotted fever <laughs> from a tick in Montana. Been to tick. Africa. One tick. I know, been to Africa a number of times, all these things, and come back. But uh, I wanted to bring up this, and we'll kind of get into a couple of things here. But um, one thing, if your body feels something, go to a doctor, okay? That's right. Do not ignore it, because for the first seven days, roughly, uh, I found that one tick on me. I pulled off seven days. I was fine. Eighth day, woke up, severe headache, legs hurt real bad for like three days. And all of a sudden, man, this huge rash broke out all over my arms. I, man, I was like, I, I, I blew up. And I uh, went to the doctor and had to get on some doxycycline. And um, I just had a, another friend of mine came back from Montana. And um, just a week or so ago, she ended up getting Rocky Mountain spotted fever from a tick. I've been told ticks here don't have it. I can't prove that. So I don't know. But I would just say be extra careful. And you guys were talking a lot about uh, some different things and maybe some precautions we can take. So in turkey season, turkey season's rough in the spring. But uh, Donnell and I got into some poison ivy and oak that we found out. We both thought they might have been spiders, but I mean, there was so much stuff out there, trust me. <laughs> but again, um, I agree with you when something goes on with your body. But I would say more than a doctor, and I've learned since now having an allergist, um, I would go to urgent care or ER because what happens when you break out um, from an allergy attack or something attacking you, the, the, the chances of something, your throat closing or something like that could happen. So I used to think ER and urgent care was for people that have been in accidents, heart attacks, all that, but it's not. It's for, it's for anything, so use them. Because sometimes you can't get into your doctor and their hours are 8 to 5 and, sure. and your primary, they're just not there. And things don't always happen between 8 and 5. So I've learned a lot since um, my attack that I had. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much allergic to everything out there. Anything green, any weed, any grass. And, um, it makes it hard to be a hunter. It does. <laughs> really? My, my allergist, I might have to take her place with you, Donnell. <laughs> yeah. My allergist said, you might want to pick up a new profession. I said, that's not going to happen. So what I do now is I do take allergy shots weekly because I'm hoping that I can have an immune system that um, I can go out there and not have to worry about it. But I carry an EpiPen now. And um, again, my, my allergies have been turning into, I've been getting staph infections because it's been infecting my blood and running my system. But I say be proactive out there. Sure. They have sprays out there. Um, Promethium, again, Promethium, if you spray your clothes yes, with it. Yep. And it's supposed to last so about six days. talk about some products. And this, these aren't paid endorsements by no, any means. No. It's just something that maybe you've tried or I've tried that, that you know, so far has worked for us. Right. So, right. I mean, if there's anything out there you guys want to mention that you guys have tried. Well, I know what I'm going to do, and I recommend anyone that we mentor, because I'm not just keeping this knowledge to myself. I want to share it with people. If I take a, a lady or a child out and we're in turkey season, um, they're going to bring a change of clothes. So, And we're going to take those off with gloves, rubber gloves, and put them in a sack. And the next day you're going to start with a new, set, a new fresh set. Because where we're at, um, there is different, there's oak and ivy and ticks and that sort of thing. And you're just transferring. If you keep wearing the same outfit, mm -hmm. and then if anyone touches my outfit, which I actually believe Donnell got poison <laughs> ivy and oak from my... Or her socks ended up on the floor of where we were camping. So I just threw it in my bag. Well, then I grabbed my gear out of that and went out. And I, because I, I, I know what it looks like. I, I'm pretty careful. And sure. I had four little dots where it started. So I thought it was a bite because we, like she said, we, we, with our hunting divas and step up, step out, we took 12 ladies and children and we took uh, Trevon's daughter out and we had his, you know, Outback Outdoors show and his video crew and we're in the tent, which actually leads to another funny story. But um, there were all these little spiders 
And she goes, look at all the spiders. She kept talking about the little spiders. Well, that's why we thought initially it was a spider bite, right? Um, and then, yeah, so then Lisa gets the jet boil out to make Avery some hot chocolate. And she catches my pants on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, Scott. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, the show's not going to air because we didn't uh, shoot a turkey. But, oh, my goodness, do you know how to not scream when you're, not, when you're on fire and we're trying to be quiet for the turkeys? I mean, I, I, I think the footage would be awesome, and I hope I get to well, see it. Well, what happened but. is my jet boil, you know, you like those? <laughs> and it was kind of on a bumpy where, these, where we had our tent, and it fell off of the stool went on the ground and shot up Donnell's legs. And I did that twice. She did it twice. The first time it was kind of like, wow, that's open flame. And then the second time I thought my hair was going to go down. You know, it's like, it was wow. awesome. I, it was, it was great. Awesome. Like, they're all high-fiving each other and they're laughing. I'm sitting there going. I'm like, <laughs> quiet, quiet, drop, right st stop, drop and roll. It was funny. It was yeah. hilarious. Wow. Yeah. So, But, but there think, are some think, products you out think, there. And yeah. you think gaiters are a good thing to wear to keep? To keep the ticks out. But ticks. but you can literally get it on your boots, mm -hmm. and then you tie your, your shoes the next day, and you don't have the rubber gloves on, and then you got it on your hand. It's like an oil, and there's a lot of good YouTubes out there. It's almost like a motor oil. So they said, you know, just take it and just wash your hands quick. You need some kind of rag. They said, like, dish... Uh, the palm olive um, dishwashing soap right. is, is one that'll break down that grease. Because even, that's what the one guy even said, if you, as long as you wash within two to six hours from having it, you don't necessarily get it, right? So if you can, but we don't always have that privilege because sometimes we're in, in a tent or we don't have water, running water. So that's why we were saying, you know, if we don't have that privilege, let's have a different set of clothes and use rubber gloves. But still, you got to be careful putting those boots back on because that's what, you know, we were talking to Wayne and his wife got uh, poison ivy from him and he'd been in North Carolina hunting turkeys and she didn't go she got poison ivy from from cleaning up his boots my allergist said he's had people burn their sleeping bags because even if you jump in your sleeping bag and you haven't taken a shower and you've had it on you it will stay in your sleeping bag every time you jump in it you'll get poison ivy or poison out because those oils are you know yeah. yeah and it has to be an abrasive um, not just washing you have to have something that actually removes it it has to be a like sponge, a or like a, yeah, something with a, something with little grit, yeah. you know. So, so any kind of um, we both got to be on prednisone. We got some bigger muscles yeah, out of the deal. Steroids and antibiotics <laughs> for like a month, and <laughs> I'm telling you, it was funny. I was even playing a tennis match, and because I'm allergic to you cotton hit it out of the and park. everything, <laughs> no, but there was cotton from cotton trees blowing everywhere, and I and all my tennis friends were freaking out because they have some allergies. I go, I got this. I'm on a steroid. I'm on an antibiotic, and I've taken my shots. I got this, and I was the only one that was really well that night because I was so drugged up from all my allergies. But prednisone's terrible, so yeah. you don't want to have to be on that if you don't. But like Lisa said. Like I ended up, I was in Memorial Day. I'm I'm in Branson, Missouri, and I'm having to go to urgent care because it's just spreading mm -hmm. and it just burns, and I couldn't sleep at night. I mean, it's miserable. Wow. So the but the, the minute you're on prednisone, about 12 hours later, later you're like, oh, finally. Yeah. So you want to get to a doctor. And what yeah. prednisone does, and I'm not trust me if you don't have to be on it, but all those, even an EpiPen, what it does, it settles your system because you saw once it blew up on yep. you, your Rocky Mountain tick. Yeah. It blew up your whole body, mm -hmm. and it's un it just spreads like like wildfire. Oh, no. It's yeah, very it's unsettling. Crazy. It's yeah. scary. Yeah, it is scary. <laughs> and with Lisa's, like her one eye closed and the other eyes almost closed, and she was afraid it was going to close down her airways. I mean, that's what she's talking about. With, and that's with, what your doctor said too. So. I actually didn't feel that. I didn't know that, but he said that. He goes, Lisa, when you are having the allergy attacks that you're having, you seriously, you need to go to the ER. No, not don't wait for your doctor to open up at eight or anything. He goes, you need to go to the ER. He goes, we people die 
every all the time from allergy attacks. Well, Charlie didn't screen this next call very well. He did it. I know. I, I don't see. know. Yeah, he'll Stolpus. let anybody call. What's up, bud? <laughs> oh, Trevor. Oh. Hi, Trevor. Hey, I, I'm I'm sitting here at my office, and I'm I just happened to that little break, and I'm I'm going through, and I see live, and I see two of my favorite gals <laughs> in the entire world, and they're talking about. One of the funniest things ever captured on film. <laughs> Wasn't it awesome to and, have on Burn and Donnella? Oh, it was so fun. It was so fun. And, uh, you know, if you want to know the real story, here's the deal. Okay. So these two wonderful ladies take my daughter out, and there's Dustin and I. We're, we're kind of in the blind right next to them. And so we're just going to have some hot chocolate. Simple, right? <laughs> So was it Lisa that got out the? Yeah, the I was the host. I was the hostess with the bostess. How did that work? She always is the hostess. Oh with yeah, the so we get it out. We decide we're going to put it on a bucket, and uh, I think it was a bucket, and and we start the jet boil, and everything's fine, and we, we the turkeys are gobbling. I mean, it's a setting that that would go, you know, in your memories for life. Just the beauty of it, and then all of a sudden the jet boil goes sideways. <laughs> And the flames flare up. And I think my daughter screamed. I'm not sure if I, I would Vanilla like to see, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to see the footage. I think I did an air scream. I think I opened <laughs> I my mouth. I guarantee you will see the footage because that is something that we will definitely turn into some type of a blooper reel or or crazy behind the scenes because it was hilarious. It, it should be hilarious. on America's um Funniest video. Yeah, Funniest home, home video. I, 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 I look around well, the tent, and there's like a camera in every corner. I'm like, great. Yeah. They got all of that. <laughs> and, well, here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. It wasn't, It wasn't. you know, uh, okay, we'll make a mistake, right? You learn from it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Right exactly. We did it. I say we. Yeah, they we did, did it again. No, she, she, Lisa, did it again. <laughs> Three strikes and you're out. She's and like, oh, I got two. this figured out. I got this figured out. So then they set it back up. And I'll, I mean, it was almost a, a identical. Actually, yeah. the flame the second so, time went further the, the up her body. The flame the second time, was, I really did think the hair was going down. I thought all the hairspray and stuff. That's Michael was Jackson gone. Jr. The products. There I go. Oh, <laughs> hey, that I just, was I just thought I'd get on and say, "Hey, you guys are awesome." I'm, I'm a, you <laughs> we know, made your daughter laugh. Organization. Oh, she. Oh, she still talks. About, I mean, that that you guys don't understand the impact. That'll be a memory. And a good one too, not like something like, "Oh, this crazy." It's just something she laughs about. She smiles. <laughs> I mean, I know she can't wait to uh, to to get back out there with you guys. She just had a great time. It was fun. Avery was a well, well Trevin, we got a few minutes uh, again. Trevin Stolfes, a great great friend of ours, and uh, out back outdoors. So, uh, what's going on with you right now? And uh, what all you got going on this fall? Well, I am sitting in the office. I've got Dustin and Garrett. Here we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a couple of things. Then tonight we have the full draw film tour tour that's coming, and then this weekend we have alpha bow hunting. Uh, I mean, there's lots of things uh, bow hunters can do right now. I mean, the, uh, Lisa and Danielle know that scouting's uh, you know it's a good time to be scouting. It's just a good time to be out um, backpacking or, or whatever. Get out and and because uh, season is just right around the corner. Yeah, right. Here before oh. we know it. It's sure. so hard to shoot an elk from the couch, isn't it, Trevon? You got to get out there, don't you? <laughs> you know, I find I have I I find I have so much more luck when I leave <laughs> either the truck or or the couch. I find yeah. if I stay away from Lisa, I stay alive, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Stay so, tuned in for this fall. I'll have some more burning episodes. It's the most wonderful oh. time of the year. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I, I, I'm I'm excited. We've got. Uh, I know that if you guys are trying to put your calendar together, there's we got a, a show we're doing in Colorado Springs again this year, aren't we, girl? We are. We are. Yep. We are. RJ promotions. And that's that's growing. That's it is. Growing. That's uh, the, the we're gonna have what an elk? They call it the Colorado Colorado, Colorado Springs Sportsman uh, and Boat Show. Springs. And we're going to have a calling and it's contest. It's going to even be bigger. Yep. Gonna yeah. Call, yeah, we're going to yeah. have a calling contest this year. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And then uh, International Sportsman's Expo, yeah, late I mean, January this year. Yeah. But I actually talked to John Kirk. Um, that's actually getting moved up a little bit. It looks like that's going to be the weekend of uh, the 10th through the 13th, which, unfortunately, for a lot of us in the industry, that's ATA. So I'm going to actually go and hit ATA first two days and, and then fly back. So I can hit the last. Oh, so they changed it from being that last weekend, huh? Yeah. Okay. They couldn't because uh, I think the OR, the winter OR show. Oh, yeah, that that new show. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, John and I were supposed to talk this week. So, um, yep. So I stand corrected. I said earlier uh, in our segment that it was later in January this year. So, yeah, we'll get you all the information on that as well. And, and, you know, we got hunts coming up. And, um, you know, I'm was fortunate enough to get another uh, Kentucky elk tag. So I'm pretty excited about that. Again, that's, a, uh, you know, different for us Western people that uh, are used to hunting elk in Colorado or Wyoming or, you know, a state like that, and then to go back to uh, a hot and humid area and hunt a species that we love to hunt, it's it's amazing. So I'm excited about that. But then, of course, Colorado, we got elk. I got elk hunting in Colorado, mule deer hunting in Wyoming, that type of stuff. So. Yeah, well, cool. Well, good, bud. Hey, we'll all get together and try to plan a date. All of us can be in here and do a show together. Lisa can make hot chocolate. Yeah, that'd be that'd be yeah. fun. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll reenact the hot chocolate scene. Yeah. Oh, well, we better have the fire department on standby. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, Trevin. Hey, man, thanks for calling in, bud, and we'll be in touch. All right. God bless you guys. Hey, right. you too. God bless. All right. That's Trevin Stolfus, host of Outback Outdoors, and a great show there. So, well, we're just about out of time today, but ladies, thank you. Thank you. Uh, appreciate Thanks it so much, and uh, we'll look forward to our next visit, and I'm sure we'll be doing a lot more things together. We'll, so, we'll, tr- we'll try to talk just 12 minutes in a row. Okay. And All shoot right. straight good. out there, will you? Absolutely. Hope everyone has a great weekend, and thanks for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.